All right, so uh, welcome to the first Iron Bell Ministries podcast. It's like it's like a real thing we're doing here. It feels real because <laughs> there's headphones and microphones. Yeah, yeah. <clears throat> I feel less real because I don't have the official but headset, you, the Iron Bell headset. But you're one up on us. You do have coffee. Which it's makes true. It, which makes it feel more like a real talk show with the coffee. We don't have coffee. Oh, anyway, so we're just going to do a podcast. We're really just going to kind of talk about what God's doing in our lives, in the ministry. This is kind of like a non-preparation thing, just us hanging out, chatting, chit-chatting. Right. So I'm in here with Joel Gertis, uh, two really great friends, Joel Gertis and Josh Glauber. So funny, um, Josh and I did a radio show some time back, and we'd been friends for years, and I said, you know, Glauber, and he goes, yeah, my last, my last name's Glauber. <laughs> He decided to correct me live. That's good. Uh, we'll we'll break the details yeah. down on how I'm going to correct. Happened. I'm going to correct you on my last name, in a, you know, later on. Great. So it's all good. McWider. There you go. Wireter. <laughs> all right. So, anyways, um, this is fun. So, jo- Joel. Yeah. How's your week been, man? What's going on? <clears throat> you know, the the weekend was good. Got to go to take my son to a a football game, college football game. We had a blast. It was raining the whole time. Um, so we had those, um, you know, what do you call those? Ponchos. Poncho. Yeah. Plastic poncho. That you bought. <laughs> Basically you bought it for a bucket. I went over to Dollar Tree and bought, bought two the night before knowing it was going to rain. And of course my wife's like, Oh, it won't rain. I go, it will rain. And we just had a ball just getting wet and watching football and having pretzels and, you know, awesome. football game food. It was good. Sounds it, crazy. It was a lot of fun. <laughs> <So>. <laughs> That's bizarre. that's bonkers. Um, so yeah, so you know, here at the Iron Bell, this place is just uh, you know we're doing the Periscope too. Uh, I can't get to the phone right now to show you the amazing view of this place. So we're in like a two hundred year old cabin right now. Um, for those of you that are listening to the podcast, where we uh, this is just a place bathed in prayer. The barn's right outside too, the Iron Bell barn, where we have like worship nights and Wednesday morning prayer gatherings and. Uh, we just love this place and how cool is it that we get to come up here with these mics and hit record and just talk about the Lord and what he's doing. And, uh, that's really the hard heart is just to get out in here and record. We sit around so often and just talk about all the stuff that God's doing. We talk about moves of the Lord, um, things that we see over weekends, playing Mm -hmm. places and going out and traveling. And, uh, we've often said, man, I wish we could have just hit record on these things and share this. So that's really the hard. <laughs> I can't. I can't count the number of times that Jessica will walk in on a conversation, and she's like, "I wish we were recording this." And yeah. I'm like, "Well, maybe we should just walk around with mics recording all the time." Yeah, that's what I'm gonna do. <laughs> <laughs> You're welcome, world. That's right. That's right. Um, can't get enough. Yeah. Um, so you know, a big heart uh, of this ministry, uh, what we do here, a big part of it, you know, is we we have songwriting here. We have you know wor- our own you know worship out of this place, Iron Bell Music. Uh, we also have a lot of prophetic training, equipping, all kinds of stuff that we do here to just kind of bring people in this place of uh, being able to partner and walk in step with the Lord within the Spirit of the Lord, and uh, really kind of to bring people into their destinies. You know what they're always meant to be, but at the real at the center of that, a big part of it is adoration. Mm-hmm. And uh, that's really one of the biggest things about this ministry. It never fails me. Everywhere we go, we talk about adoration, which is like so ingrained into our DNA here as a ministry that we sometimes forget how important it is. And right. uh, it just becomes like part of our daily lives here. But when we go places, and I, I did like a uh, worship 
training thing for a church recently where I came with their team and I started talking about adoration and they looked at me like it was something they'd never heard before and how powerful it was for them. So it just always brings it around that this is really a centerpiece for our ministry and it's something we want to just continue to talk about and share. And so, um, you know, to really kind of explain what adoration prayer is, I thought maybe, Joel, you could do sure. that, bro. Yeah, we use this analogy all the time and you guys have heard this, but for those that are listening, uh, adoration... <clears throat> would be uh, a, a good way to describe it is just, just think of one of your relationships. Maybe it's a love relationship. Maybe it's a girlfriend, boyfriend, husband, wife, mm-hmm. uh, somebody you really care for. <clears throat> and you, you think through, it's like, how often do you uh, tell them you love them? You know, and I think all of us can say, uh, you know, pretty regular, <clears throat> but how often do you tell them why? Because the why is really uh, the the heart of what adoration is. If I just tell my wife I love her, that's going to have an impact. But if I tell her why I love her and I go into details mm. about why I love her, mm. um, it's going to impact her much uh, greater. And um, our level of intimacy between each other will grow exponentially as opposed to um, I love you, mm. I like you. If, if I, it's all I told her um, to build on our relationship, um, that just leaves you wanting. It really does. So <clears throat> the other way I like to describe it <clears throat> is, you know, there, anybody that's done any study or heard any teaching on uh, the love languages that we naturally have as uh, human beings, you know, we want some people uh, feel most loved by touch, time, gifts, um, words of encouragement, um, service. Those are the five. And we, we forget, well, God made us in His nature. We're not, He's, um, there's more similarities between us and God in, in what, I, what I would call desires than we actually give Him credit for. Mm. And because of that, <clears throat> we have to think, man, how am I loving God the greatest commandment that Jesus says, with yeah. all my heart, with all my mind, with all my soul, with all my strength. I think we do as Christians, especially in maybe uh, North American Christian culture, we serve really well, mm. but we can limit the way we love him to some very <laughs> narrow things. And what adoration has done, adoration prayer, like learning how to adore God has done for me is mm. it it broke through um, what I felt like was a ceiling on my uh, uh, faith walk with him. And I began to know him more intimately um, for who he says he is. Yeah. So basically, uh, you know, what we train people in here is uh, what we've been taught. <laughs> you know, this isn't new uh, from us. We've been taught and we're just like growing in this because it's, it's life. Uh, and then teaching other people how to do it. But basically adoration is, what does God say about himself, either a name or a character attribute, and let's tell him. Mm. Let's say it to him. So instinctively, uh, most of us that have gone, like I think this is a commonality with a lot of us. You all just chime in. But uh, I remember the first time I tried to dive into adoration. It's incredibly awkward. It's like it's it's maybe having that long relationship with your spouse where you you maybe you've been married for a very long time and you're trying to rekindle something. Mm. It's awkward. It's just weird. Mm-hmm. You're like it's like because because some of it comes from this place of um, 
I feel like I'm being inauthentic. Right. Like this, the words that are coming out of my mouth when I'm uh, in adoration or if I'm trying to encourage my wife sometimes could feel authentic because you know yourself. You know what you really believe. Who has known the mind of a man except the spirit of a man? Right. You really, God knows you better than you do, but you're second in line, right? <laughs> to knowing yourself, I think. Yeah. I, hopefully you are. Um, we won't go there. <laughs> yeah, let's not get philosophical. Yeah, just keep too going. Too many tangents. Yeah, but uh, because you're you're acutely aware that at like my, my first uh, adoration prayer, I, I just kind of camped out on God is good. Right on. His goodness, because that's what he. Uh, there's there was two questions I felt like he was impressing upon me when I went on started on this journey. The very first day, I mean, I'm at this workshop learning how to adore God through adoration prayer, and I f- felt like he was the the two um, attributes that he was centering on was, do you love me? I am love. Love's not just an attribute; it's his name. I mean, it's it's his very nature. Mm-hmm. He's not like love, you know. He he is love. Mm. He said, do you love me? And do you believe I'm good? And I'm like, I don't know what I believe. You know, <laughs> so that's kind of the point yeah. I got. Uh, that's the point I was at where I'm seeing this man, you know, mm-hmm. is our buddy Ben standing up in front of us and adoring, that's, um, adoring God. And that's Ben Woodward, who is a uh, right. big part of like the adoration. And if you want to know more about Ben, you know, Ben Woodward, I think BenWoodward.com, you can find yep. the adoration. He's got a book. He literally wrote the book on adoration. So if you want to get some more on that uh, as well, here is Iron Bell Ministries. We have a lot of info on that mm-hmm. as well. So Ben's up there adoring God, and I'm like, I'm drinking it in. It was like a cool drink after a long walk in the desert, you mm-hmm. know, where I'm like, I was parched. I'm watching this guy mm. adore God. I'm like, and sensing God asking me, do you love me? I'm like, yeah. if that's what it looks like, don't think so. <laughs> I've loved sure. you the best I can yeah. with the tools I believe I had. Mm. You know, uh, the greatest command is love the Lord your God with all your heart, mind, soul, and strength. Yet, um, it's this. I'll try to describe it to other guys I'm, you know, journeying with. I'm like, it's the most awkward thing in the world. If you really want to, um, let's be honest about it. How do you love an invisible God? Mm. Well, I think we get service down really well in the church. We'll do the soup kitchen, you know. Hey, or dude. The, hey, man, I like soup. Don't, I do, get, don't I get, do. get off on soup now. There's nothing wrong with soup. God wants it all, though. And that's the point. So it's like he wants acts of service, but he also wants words of encouragement. Right. You know, um, touch. I don't know how you touch an invisible God, but God wants to have encounter with us. Right on. Right? He wants to have encounter. He wants to uh, speak to us guide us he's a shepherd it's who he is right it's what he does he's, he's a shepherd so he's like I, I i gotta feel led by him i gotta see his movement i mean jesus went off in the morning early and just got alone with the father and kind of just got connected with him so in his oneness with the father he just went and hmm. did the will of god wherever yeah. he went and, you know in some days it would be jesus where, where have you been we got all these people that need to be healed he's like I didn't come for that. I came that uh, the the word would be preached, right? The kingdom of God would be preached. Mm-hmm. Well, the next moment he's saying, <laughs> "I need to. I'm supposed to be over here doing this thing, right?" Because and he he had several phrases. You know, I came that they uh, might have life and life to the full. I came to destroy the works of the devil. I came to preach the kingdom. I came, um, and you fill in the blank, right? right. Mm-hmm. So 
Well, what is it? Well, he's in the moment. The, in the moment, he is the will of God. Because <laughs> he's living in the moment. I was like, I want to live like that. And I can only do that if I'm intimately connected to him. That's what adoration has really um, brought in my life, is this intimate walk with him where I can discern no sense. Yeah. You know, it's like it's hard to describe these things because it's, it's a spiritual thing. So it's like, how do you describe them? Put words to it so other people can understand what you're saying. But yeah. it's really, it's a, there is a sense in, you know, you could call it the sixth, sixth sense. Mm-hmm. But it's like, you know, you Sick. got, I, yeah, I was like stumbled over that a little bit. <laughs> uh, but, you know, it's the Holy Spirit wants to communicate. So, you know, what he's been teaching me lately is um, over the past four years, there's some been some really key scriptures that he's highlighted for me. And one of those being, you know, where Paul um, describes what his ministry like is like. He says, I didn't come with eloquent words hmm. or persuasive. He wasn't trying to persuade anybody. Right. Like, mm-hmm. he's not using words like a... You know, to try to persuade somebody. So he's not using rhetoric. He's not using any of those things. He's not trying to talk somebody. He's letting the simplicity of what Jesus did speak to them because the Holy Spirit will fill that thing. Okay. And it will impact somebody and it will convict them. Mm -hmm. Right. So if they're if they don't know him, there's something about that that comes alive. The words actually come alive. Mm -hmm. The gospel does. But he said, it's not just that. Also, my ministry is one of demonstrations of the power of the Holy Spirit. And I'm like, oh, yeah, I want to see that too. I want to see a God that moves. But if I don't know you intimately, I may not believe you actually do those things. So it was really important for me to start uh, adoring him for the things that I had trouble believing. Right. And, you know, that's really great because the whole idea behind adoration is like this concept of taking lies that you've maybe fed on for a long time and didn't realize you were feeding on until you get in a situation where um, something doesn't work out or whatever, and you go, this little thought that you didn't realize was there has become a core belief. God's not really good. Or my definition of good, you know, it's good for him, but it's bad for me, (laughs) right? So I've gotten skewed by what what God's really like. And so the concept of the adoration prayer is I'm taking the truth about who God really is from his word, um, from experiencing him and encountering Mm -hmm. him, and it's replacing these lies about God, like God's not for me, with the truth of what God's word says, like David says in Psalm 119, 68, he says, you're, you're good and all you do is good. Or I know this, you know, God is for me, he also says. Mm-hmm. And so it's just concept of just taking that scripture and like literally having a love language conversation with the Lord, this intimate thing where you just tell, like literally you can do it for hours. Um, just going through like ABCs about who God is um, with scripture um, or with like, you know, the adoration book that we've got here or, you know, I think there's still an app, adoration app that I think's out there. Um, but where you really just sit down with who God is, the character of God, and you say, okay, God, I love you because you are the God that is for me. I love you because I've seen time and time again how you've been for me, where you've come through. And when I didn't think things would work out or even when I thought they should be this way, you were still for me, and you brought about your good and perfect plan, mm-hmm. uh, that you're the Jeremiah 29, 11 God, that you know the plans you have for me, plans to prosper me, not to harm me, plans to give me hope and a future. And so we just keep doing this with God. We keep talking to him like this. We're not asking him for anything. We're just really telling him why we love him. And what's happening is our, literally our minds are being renewed and transformed right. into something 
other, <laughs> you know, something Absolutely. set apart, holy. And, and so that the whole idea behind that is like you were saying about the husband and wife. It's like if I go to my wife and I say, honey, I love you, that's great. You know, the intimacy level is at like a two or three. She's glad that I said that. But when I come to her and say, honey, I love you because you're a faithful wife. I love you because I see how you are with our kids. You're so kind and you're mm-hmm. so thoughtful and you're, you do have a servant's heart. And so now the intimacy level was at a two. Well, now it's at... A seven. <laughs> right. And it's the same thing with the Lord. When we do that with God, the intimacy level just skyrockets, goes up and it goes up and it goes up. Right. So part of my story, and here's my encouragement. So the encouragement would be, we love reaffirming what we already believe. So like if there's something um, that you, you hold uh, as a deep core belief about God and it's probably backed up maybe by experience and it's even stronger... Don't go there. If you want to grow, start praying, like adoring God for the very things that you have trouble believing, mm. right? So I've got some friends that are on the fence about God is the God that heals, right? Mm. Uh, in, in the same breath, they say everything that is in this book, the Bible, all the scripture from Genesis 1 to the last, last chapter of Revelation is true. Right, I'm like, okay, well, who are these friends? Let's go get them. <laughs> Let's Where go are, get I'm them right kidding. now. I'm gonna name them by name. Uh, <laughs> no, the kidding. so the part the part would my encouragement would be, all right. Well, just start declaring every scripture where where he says his words, mm. Jesus' words, God the Father through the prophets, through you know through you know Genesis, Exodus, Leviticus, any time where God Himself says, "This is who I am." And uh, camp out in one place with all the scripture mm. where God references himself as a, with either a name or an attribute. Mm. And you know, like one would be healer. Mm. You know, people like, uh, you know, when I first went down that road of like, <clears throat> you know, I came from a, a faith background where my parents, you know, had believed in a lot of really neat uh, miracles would occur. And some, some denominations don't believe that even occurs anymore. Yet they believe um, everything is true. Genesis one, mm-hmm. all the way to you know the end of Revelation. So I said, well, just start declaring it, because something miraculous happens when you start declaring God's word. Mm-hmm. You don't try to um, discern necessarily its meaning. You just declare it. Mm-hmm. The Holy Spirit comes in mm-hmm. and partners with that and says, I'm going to give you the truth about that word. Right. So, how does believing happen? A believing happens by hearing mm-hmm. and hearing the word of God. Mm-hmm. So, like, uh, I have, you know, I think we've all done it where we'll we get on a kick, maybe a certain teacher or preacher, mm-hmm. and we'll just listen to tons and tons and tons of uh, sermons, or maybe we put in a certain Josh, worship album. Do you binge? Do you binge podcast? Or I do. Binge <laughs> yeah. YouTube uh, binge? A problem. I'm seeing somebody currently. Uh, <laughs> hey. Tony downstairs to Damn. help me walk you through that. But <laughs> so the point being, <laughs> sorry, the point being just that um, <clears throat> there's nothing more powerful than the word of God coming out of your own mouth. Okay. It's it's great if uh, you want to hear like um, scripture read mm-hmm. or sermons preached. Just declare it out of your own mouth, and then because the Holy Spirit promises to partner with that. Yeah. So mm-hmm. you start declaring God as a healer. Let Him start revealing himself to you so there's a shift so the 
So what I, what I also see happening in adoration and proclamation prayer, we are proclaiming God's name and uh, adoring him for his attributes as found in scripture. When you declare those things, the Holy Spirit partners with that and puts it in you. But it's a different type of learning. It's not like uh, we study a, a history book and we're learning facts and it's like an accumulation of knowledge, hmm. right? Yeah. It's, it's totally different. Now, yeah, we're stating information that is factual and it's truth, but it goes into a different plane altogether. And so uh, I know people can't see me right now, but if you can just no, picture, no, you know, a periscope oh, you, you can, can on Periscope. But if you're thinking of, you know, just your natural learning process where you're absorbing information, you're learning it, mm-hmm. uh, and it's basically what's happening, you know, in between your ears. <laughs> right. That It's a different type of knowledge. Mm-hmm. The knowledge that God gives you, I don't even know how else to describe it, except it hits your whole being, and it becomes an awareness where your reality shifts, like the way you see the world. Yeah. You understand. Uh, he brings understanding to his word. Yeah. He brings a certainty to you. You there's no amount of like like I'm you know clenching your teeth or your fists and like like I just want to learn this and know it. You know I want to know it that it's I want to know that I know that I know that it's true. That's called revelation. God puts it in you. Mm-hmm. That kind of information has to come from heaven and be put in you. That's mm-hmm. the Holy Spirit saying, this is who I am. This is who my son is. This is what has been done for you. But here's, uh, beyond that, here's who I am and what I'm like. And here's who you are and what I made you to be. Mm-hmm. And that has to come from him. Well, when I start adoring him for who he is and I get a right view of him, a better view of him because he's given it to me through his word, and I declare it, it happens. Yeah. He starts putting that in you. So my story was the first two weeks after that, that workshop, I'm adoring him for like 20, 30 minutes out loud every day, and it didn't really feel real. It felt really uh, forced and uh, contrived a little. You know what I mean? But I saw some friends that said, this is real. Just keep, keep at it. But it kind of felt like the fake it till you make it kind of scenario. I'm like, all right. I trust that you know what you're talking about, that God's word is not going to return void, so I'm just going to keep declaring it. Yeah. Well, I'm outside grilling in the backyard, adoring God. <laughs> I thought you said that. Grilling. grilling. I'm grilling. grilling. There's no G on the end of that one. It's just an apostrophe. There you go. And. Yeah. So but there was a flood or a, like a uh, dam that broke, basically. Uh, so it, I'm in the backyard, and it, it, it just started picking up momentum. Mm. And I don't like, where does, where's this coming from? And I mm. felt life mm-hmm. well up in me, joy well up in me, and certainty of what I'm praying mm. was, uh, I knew it more true than I did five minutes before. And I knew it in greater magnitude, in trueness, I don't know how else to describe it, I knew it in greater magnitude than I did five minutes before. Yeah. And I, the only way yeah. I can describe it is, mm-hmm. God puts that in you. Mm. The Holy Spirit puts that in you when you partner with His Word. Mm-hmm. Mm. It was so powerful. Yeah, I had a similar experience with that. When I first started doing that, <clears throat> I hadn't had any uh, experience with tongues or anything, but I, uh, you know, you'd heard of the Holy Spirit comes in and influences what, what you're saying, right? So don't worry about you'll say, what you'll say. The Holy Spirit will give you um, like what you need at, the, at that time. Yeah. So, you, so you, you're, it's the concept of... Holy Spirit's taking more control, uh, right? And so I had never experienced that for myself until doing the same thing. I was, you know, uh, I don't know if that was 
post um, Ben Woodward or not, but uh, I'm I'm in my room and I'm praying um, in adoration and and uh, and all of a sudden it just seemed like it just a river just started flowing out. It's a river. Yeah, mm-hmm. and so it just one word led to a sentence, led to things where you're saying things at a rate and in a way that you almost consciously you're stepping back and listening to yourself do this and it seems Mm. like wow something else is at work here besides me and that's exciting yeah that's really cool that's awesome you know i um i got nothing just kidding (laughs) (laughs) i could talk for hours don't worry yeah no i was just kidding uh you know uh i could i just let you go and i'll like leave the room and just every now and then go hmm yeah Mm -hmm. and they'll think it's just pipe that in that's why you're out of the shot i can't mm -hmm. i'm gonna phone in i've got sound effects for mm mm-hmm yeah got an egg mcmahon laugh in there somewhere um but that's awesome, you know, and uh, that's a big part of this and kind of wrapping this podcast up. We'll get more into that because I believe that's like really we could talk for months on just this subject alone because it's at the core of that thing where in the presence of God, you start to become more like him. You start to become what you behold. And that's what's happening when you're doing adoration. You're literally just sitting at his feet, talking to him and um did you have one more thing? I did. Because you held your hand up. Yeah, and actually, that's one, one more thing. thing. <laughs> but I didn't want to cut off your thought, you know. Cause that's okay. Got to keep the flow no, going. That's good. Go I would on. just say uh, two, two. it's not one thing. It's two things. One, uh, Number one is this has to happen in community, you know. Um, they're like C.S. Lewis in The Four Loves talks about um, how he was had this really deep core group of friends. Mm-hmm. One of them passed away. And he said it was a, a short time after that he realized I didn't just lose the friend that passed away. He was there's things and I can't remember his name, but um, let's right. let's say it's George, and say uh, there was things that George brought out of out of my fr- friend Ralph that um, I never could bring out of him that he uniquely would bring out of Ralph when we were in community together. So there was parts of Ralph's nature that only George sure. could bring forward. He said it's really similar in uh, the the Christian faith in knowing God. There's parts when we, he, he was making an argument for, you know, don't give up the assembly of the saints, don't forsake the assembly of the saints, always gather, get together, don't, don't be like an island unto yourself. Because he said there's parts of God that you're robbing from each other when you, when you choose not to commune with each other. Because there's when you're on your adoration journey and Josh is on his adoration journey, he's got you learning and he's revealing things about his nature that uh, I get to partake in that he's not giving me, he's giving you to give to me. Mm-hmm. So, so community is key. The other thing is uh, modeling it. Like The breakthrough for me was seeing Ben Woodward mm-hmm. stand up in front. I mean, he taught for three hours, and I'm like, uh-huh, uh-huh, uh-huh. I'm taking notes. I'm like nodding my head the whole right. time. Yep, yeah, yep, sure. yep, uh-huh. Let's get on with it. I, like, I knew I was missing something. The moment he stood up and started modeling it, I'm like, that's it. That's what I've been missing. And I could see uh, a man stand up, adore God through prayer, and I'm like, that's that's what I've been needing, mm-hmm. that thing right there. It's the same as uh, Greg Diedrich shares the story of seeing, uh, I think, Bob Hartley get up for the first time, and he's adoring God. He goes, I don't know what that is, but I need that. You know, that's what I've been missing because there's two trees in the garden, the tree of knowledge of good and evil and the tree of life. What 
loving God does is it connects us to that tree of life. And I've heard a good teaching on, you know, those two trees in the garden. And one represents, you know, one, there's a way of knowing God that we try to pursue through, through knowledge. And it's not, it's not bad. It's, it, there, it's a good thing to study and to, to learn. It, the fruit of that tree, though, is knowledge. The fruit of the tree of life is life. And you only get to that, you don't get to that tree through knowledge. You get to it through love. And so as I love him, I started, that's that river you were talking about, Josh, when you're like, wow, something is, something has shifted and I'm getting, I feel like it's just flowing mm-hmm. and I know something's happening and it's life. So I would say community and seeing it modeled. Can I say one thing real quick? <laughs> oh, well, that's it, folks. And, we got to go. And by one thing, I mean like Joel does. Three things. Yeah, one thing. That's really five. <laughs> with with subsection A, B, and C. No, I, you've talked a lot about um, adoration and how it affects your heart and your relationship with God and, uh, and knowing Him more, which, which brings you closer and, and kind of puts you on more of an intimate relationship pathway but I haven't heard a lot of uh, talk about uh, in this um, podcast that um, adoration is in in confessing God's faithfulness or um, his healing or um, his sovereignty his provision uh, that not only does it change your heart it it actually changes atmosphere and it changes the way one scenario could have played out to another scenario yeah, you know, Stephen one, says this all the time. He'll you know, say so, so it's not, expectation, right? So there, there's an element of, um, if it was just what it could do in knowing him more, it's certainly worthwhile. But there's a, there's a spiritual kind of a, a declaration and a warfare in the, in the physical, spiritual world where we go, like Peter. If had Peter stood on the water with the, a declaration and a proclamation of, of God's faithfulness, he would have seen an entirely different outcome, you know, to that situation. He, you're nodding your head like, no, that's, that's terrible. terrible. <laughs> you know what I'm saying, though? But in the moment where we face some adversity, we face, uh, we're looking at Goliath and we're going, my circumstances tell me to expect right. certain death. Right. My, the world around me tells me to expect my marriage to break apart. Um, whatever. All, all of these terrible realities that we see around us and and by leaning on the word uh and leaning on uh, who god is and not what's happening now right changes changes things you that's when you see a different outcome you know uh even this morning we were praying for somebody and uh you know i think we should do just a little adoration for a little bit actually talk about modeling it you know Mm -hmm. um I was talking with somebody this morning about this, and uh, I think this is a good attribute of the Lord to kind of set on for me, the God who's active on our behalf, you know, um, even in like the waiting. It's good. So there's, there's maybe that's maybe that's the Lord right now, you mm-hmm. know, just speaking to us about that. Because if you're out, you know, if you're listening to this uh, and you're in a season of waiting, this is where this comes into play, where it literally, like Josh said, it changes the atmosphere, and I believe mm-hmm. this, the, the, the circumstances and kind of what's going on, and definitely it'll change your perspective of it. But all, not only that, it'll start replacing the lies that tell you, 
I don't think God's moving. I don't see anything happening. It starts to take those things and replaces mm-hmm. it with the truth that God is active on your behalf, even when you can't see it. So we're just going to do a little adoration for a little bit and and then kind of wrap up. And, you know, we do, talking about speak, changing the atmosphere, you know, we have worship nights here where we just um, have this barn out here just packed. And in it, we'll do adoration. And it, it does change the atmosphere of the room. Like, just everybody gets lost in this moment of just pressing into who God is. And uh, we do have a worship night this Friday. Um, so uh, we, have, we actually have we have one at the end since this podcast will air whenever. I don't know, but uh, this week. But it's going to be the you October know, we have We have basically a worship night at the end of every month, the last Friday of every month. Except for next month. <laughs> It's just true. Just, just saying. Stop talking. I'll edit that out. I'm just kidding. <laughs> no, anyways, yeah. So the last Friday, uh, typically the last Friday of every month, we we have a worship night, um, and so you know we're, we're gonna we'll be doing that there. That's a big part of it. We don't just press into the Lord and just you know sing in song only. We we worship His very nature and His name um, throughout the night, and so um, let's do that. Mm-hmm. So God, we just love you, um, and we thank you, Father, for who you are. We love that when we get to come and talk to you and declare your name and your nature, and we get to say you're the God that heals, um, that you you really are that. And when in the gospel, when people brought the sick to you, it said you healed all who were sick that came to you and all that were diseased, Lord. That is who you are. So we don't have to come to you and beg and plead and say, please, 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 God, heal we just say thank you for being the God that heals. Lord, we want that kind of faith, and we thank you for it, God. We say we love you because you are the God who is active on our behalf, Lord. And even in the waiting, Lord, when it feels like we're in a season of waiting, actually, God, you're working on our behalf. The waiting is an activity that allows you to do, all, to do more than we could ever do by being busy. And so we just thank you, God, that you're the God that's active. We love your word, Lord, in Isaiah 64 that says, For from of old no one has heard nor perceived by the ear, nor has the eye seen a God beside you who works and shows himself active on behalf of those who are earnestly waiting for you, Lord. And we just thank you for that, God. We thank you for your word that declares you as a God who is active on the behalf of those who are waiting. And I just say, God, in a season where it feels like um, you know, that I'm not seeing things happening or I feel like I'm in, um, been benched or I'm on the sidelines or something. The truth is, is that you are always working, God. Just like it says in, in, in John that Jesus said, My Father is always at his work to this very day, and I am too. And God, you work on our behalf and you're with us and in us working constantly even when we don't see it, Father. And we thank you. We know that you're a good God that's bringing about good things for your children, Lord. And we thank you for that, Lord. We love you. Yeah, Lord, I th- I, I'm grateful that you're the God of Exodus 14. Just as the Lord will fight for you. Hmm. The Lord will fight for you. So God, I thank you that we only need be still. When you tell us to be still, how comforting that is. Right there in Exodus 14, 14. Mm. That you're the God that says, I fight for you. Mm. That you're strong in battle. Mm. That there's scripture after scripture that says that you're a warrior. That you fight for your own. That you go before us. That you're the Psalm 139 God that uh, goes in front. goes 
you're a rear guard as well, that you mount up a garrison mm. around us, mm. that you encamp around us, that mm. you're, you're a good father because you're a good father. You protect your children, mm. that you're a God that fights for us, mm. that um, sometimes our act of worship and our act of obedience is resting in what you are doing it's not going ahead of you. It's not getting active. It's not moving. It's watching you work. It's watching you uh, prepare things. And sometimes we feel like we're in the dark. But the truth is you're fighting for us. Mm-hmm. That you are the one that orchestrates all events. That you're a sovereign God. That you know all the details. I was reading uh, this morning in uh, the New Testament where Jesus said, I think it was in Luke 12, where five birds cost two pennies, but yet God knows of those birds. He, there's not one of them that uh, comes, goes, is born, or dies that he does not know of. Then he said, how much great, greater value are you? How much greater that you value us, God, and you value us, us, us so much that you want to fight for us, that you want to prepare um, a table before us in our in the midst of our enemies. That sometimes our spiritual act of worship, when we're surrounded by our enemies, when we feel like we're in the valley of the shadow of death, is to pick up a fork, to look for a meal, because you're the God that serves us. Mm. You're the all the gods in the entire world that the whole world has engineered, all want uh, to be served, and you're the God that comes in and serves your children. Mm. You are the God that comes in and prepares a table for us. And you said, eat, drink without cost. Isaiah 55, you said, come. It doesn't even cost you anything. Buy freely this, this bread and this um, provision that I have for you. That my ways are not your ways and my thoughts are not your, like your thoughts. That your, your ways are higher than our ways. That we can trust in your goodness. We can trust in your plan and we can trust yeah. in your power. Yeah, Lord, I just love you, God, because you're the gracious God, Lord, that you see, you know my worst, but you see my best, God, that you're the Psalm um, 86, God, you, O Lord, are compassionate and gracious, God, you're slow to anger, abounding in love and faithfulness, God, that you're the faithful God, you never fail, you're true in all that you do, Um, you don't pull the rug out from under us, God, you're not the God that disappoints, and so we just love you, Lord, and we thank you, Um, So, Lord, we just pray that you would be blessed by this. Um, God, today we pray that um, that you would just be like living water going through this podcast and whatever we do. We don't really want to get up and do this, God, just to uh, make our names great or for us to just get on here and um, fill up airwaves or um, space on my computer. <laughs> no, we, we, we really want to glorify your name. We want to point to you. Um, and we want this to be a place where we just love you well. And so... It's in Jesus' name we pray. Amen. So this has been fun, and uh, I guess we're just going to keep doing it because it's like a real thing that we're doing. This it, thing. it is fun. This <laughs> it is a real thing. No, this is really a thing. It's happening. It's happening. It's good. So anyways. Yeah, and so this is the podcast, Iron Bell Ministries podcast. Um, thanks for just hanging out with us because that's really what this is. We're just hanging out. And um, this will be, uh, we're going to have a feed on iTunes that you can subscribe to, but you can also find it on ironbellministries.com forward slash podcast. 
and you'll be able to listen to this podcast there and share it as well if you're probably already listening to it. But you can also find the podcast and archives that we'll have eventually all on that place, um, ironbellministries.com forward slash podcast. So awesome. Thanks for hanging out with us. Bye-bye.